everyone. We're back with the Clearly Aligned uh, podcast number three. Uh, today's focus is going to be on consults. So the dance that we're doing between our records tech, our TC, and the doctor. And so I'm here with Dr. Schalk. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. What have you been up to? Oh, I guess last time we chatted, we were going through our Carrier podcast. And yeah, for me, since then, I was lecturing uh, out east. So I was in Toronto, mm -hmm. Ottawa, and Burlington. I think that was since then. And yeah. then I hit uh, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Back up to Grand Prairie where I work and did a bunch of days. And then now I'm, I'm back in southern BC where I'm kind of splitting my time between. So awesome. whirlwind. What have you been up to? Um, I've been teaching some orthodontists, some digital setups, digital planning, like 3D printing, things like that. And I got the opportunity to um, speak to the U of T uh, graduate students, year one to year three. Cool. So it's always nice to see them and see the next generation and their questions and, you know, what the future holds. So so that was super fun. Nice. Um, That's super cool. My, yeah. Um, broke you... my third child, not personally. <laughs> She basically, uh, uh, yeah, she fell off her bike, and uh, I, I think, she, I think that's one of the only broken bones we've had. My my other kids are quite a bit older, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fell off her bike and did some damage. So we've been back and forth to the clinic, fixing her up. Yeah, all yeah. the joys of life. <laughs> yep, yep. Cool. The well, third, the third one gets away from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the time two are successful, you're in good shape. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, How's Claire. Uh, Claire's good. Uh, she's now ten months, so she's walking around holding onto the furniture. And Is she? Uh, oh yeah, my she's, god, she didn't sleep much last night, so we're we're working on uh, lack of sleep right now. But that's no problem. So. so cute. I can't believe she's ten months. I we really have to see her. My family, <laughs> baby. <Yeah. laughs> we oh, talk yeah. about her like she's our own child. <laughs> Awesome. Aww, okay. Well, um, excited to be with you here today. And uh, like Kelly said, we're going to be talking today about consults. Um, and so let's go ahead and get on into it. Awesome. Okay, so let's start off with when you do your consults. Are you doing them like on the fly in the GP kind of hygiene room or new patient exam in like a GP office? I know you have a bit of a different situation because you have an ortho exclusive practice as well but let's talk about both sure yeah maybe i'll give background for our office to start with so yeah. we're a general practitioner clinic but i just do orthodontics and so we do end up having patients that get sent over from the other general dentists for consults but i started off just like everybody else here who began on case number one it's not like i bought an ortho clinic <laughs> and so i did i've done it all i've done hygiene uh, um, consults in the hygiene chair we've done consults that we moved out of the hygiene chair and then just did immediately the same day as hygiene but with an assistant and we also have booked them back and brought them in with like a treatment coordinator and, and done it um, as like a traditional ortho consult where you really plan things out and take time so i i kind of have experience and insight into all three of those Okay. Yeah. I love that. I think it's, um, I think it's nice to like begin with the end in mind and have like a process of an ideal situation. But I also, um, love when you seize the opportunity and you can just jump in. Sometimes it's us hygienists. We're so locked in on our, <laughs> we've got it. Like we don't have time for that, but, um, you know, it, it's super important to, um, scan for these screen for these, um, appointments and, uh, take the time to identify them in your schedule 
um, mm-hmm. because you know, you're helping the patient, you're helping the practice. So totally. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking to that, so whether it's the GP practice or, I mean, the ortho practice is a little bit different, um, but I know a lot of ortho practices that um, do pre-records as well because the doctor's not always available. So they have these days where they're collecting data. Um, so speaking to that, do you, in the hygiene visit or the the GP new patient exam, do you take full photos or do you pre-scan with your, let's say it's your iTero scanner um, ahead of time, not knowing if they're sure. interested in ortho? Yeah. Uh, so let me go through kind of my, my flow of, of what okay. we do and what I recommend. Because like I said, I've kind of done it all and I think I've made lots of mistakes. This is something that I couldn't really be taught by the orthodontist I've learned from because they do things differently. And mm-hmm. so I had to kind of create a structure that made the most sense as a general practitioner. Here's where I'm at right now. I view there's two different approaches. I like to call them the sniper rifle approach and the machine gun approach. So a very common strategy and what's kind of talked about is doing a kind of a quick exam or a quick consult for every hygiene patient who needs it. And I call this a machine gun approach. The patient's in the chair, you realize there's malocclusion, whether you scan or whether you just show them with a mirror, you go in and you talk to them about, here's your crowding, here's your issue, um, here, here's your malocclusion, I should say, and here's your issue. And this is what we'd like to do. We'd like to do Invisalign trays to straighten your teeth. That'll be beneficial for you. And then would you like to go ahead and do treatment? And the patient is literally there for hygiene. They right. are expecting you to look at their x-rays and to tell you whether they have cavities or not. And then here you are now talking about the fact that they should be going into orthodontic treatment and would they like to move ahead right now? And there's kind of some shell shock there because mm-hmm. there's no kind of time for the patient to think about it or prepare. And the way, the way that I look at things is that you have kind of different levels of enthusiasm from your patients. And if a patient is ready to go ahead with treatment and they were pretty much considering doing Invisalign before or clear liner treatment, before coming in, those are going to be the patients that say yes. It's kind of the lowest hanging fruit. Right. But any patient who is just finding about a, uh, finding out about their malocclusion for the first time, they're they're going to um, not move ahead because you haven't really built up the console properly. Right. Yeah. Like really they don't know the why. Yeah. They have yeah. they have no buy in yet. Right. Exactly. And so. We've even had patients who've moved ahead and said, yes, I want to do this. I appreciate my dental health. I want to move ahead. And so they should be your ideal patient. And they put down a whole bunch of money off that the start that day. And then they end up calling us later that night in tears because they talked to their husband about it. And their husband said, how could you make such a huge financial decision without involving me? Mm-hmm. And she kind of got swept up in the enthusiasm that we were trying to bring And I started to realize that this wasn't a good thing that Mm -hmm. when we were trying to do the full consult in the hygiene chair immediately after seeing the malocclusion, presenting them the financials and trying to get them to sign up that same day, it wasn't good. The hygienists were super stressed out. They actually stopped talking about malocclusion because (gasps) they were so annoyed. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But they're so annoyed with us putting them so far behind. Because 15 minutes of questions from the patient about what are these little bumps? Do I have to wear the trays when I sleep? Um, Can I drink coffee with them? And all those questions took time to answer. 
And then now there's chaos. And that's how it's usually described to me from other doctors is when I do my consults chair side in hygiene, it's chaos. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously I'm a hygienist as well. Um, so I do appreciate like our time. We are packing a lot into that appointment and, you know, the, the restorative things, the things that are urgent. So, you know, they didn't get this malocclusion overnight. It's not a 911. Um, but I, I do think it's important, um, you know, to, I, I, I mean, I'm a pretty quick scanner, so, um, I have no problem scanning on the spot as long as I can grab that scanner and within that two minutes to have that, um, data in front of me, even if I just sit them up and they take a glance at it, I just say, you know, there's some concerns here. I might mention what they are, but they can see what I'm seeing. And I just, you know, would say like, Hey, you know what? I really want to circle back to this. Do you mind if I do a follow-up email? Or I could do a video. Obviously, I like doing (laughs) videos. My texts go on and on and on. Um, But, uh, you know, so I'm still giving them the information, giving them time for it to like percolate. And then obviously we do free consults. And we can talk about if there's a fee attached to your consults or new patient exams for ortho. Um, But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then they have all the time in the world. They can just, I planted the seed and I know people have done that to me. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're buying a car, if someone mentions that you need your teeth whitened, I'm always like, stop. I don't say (laughs) that, but I'm thinking it. I'm thinking, what, what is this about? What are you trying to sell me? I'm very defensive. I'm, I'm very excitable too, but I'm I'm not going to buy on the spot. (laughs) I need all the information. Um, so I do appreciate, um, a little bit of both, like kind of getting just enough records. I mean, the scan honestly could be enough. I don't even totally, totally. And, and that's the thing to me is the hygiene appointment is not the appropriate time to try to explain everything about clear liner therapy and their malocclusion. It's the time to kind of give them the information of what they need. And then you bring them back kind of like if someone needs a full mouth of crowns, um, because they've worn down their occlusion and it's unstable, you need to bring them back and, and have another visit with them and put the proper time and energy in. And yeah. so I look at that hygiene visit in a baseball analogy. You're just trying to hit a single. You're yeah. not trying to swing for the fences and hit a home run. Just get on base. All you're trying to do is educate the patients and get them to come in for a consult. Exactly. And the consult's really where you're able to spend the time with them. And I love what you said about the uh, itero and scanning or whatever scanner you're using. Mm-hmm. I get asked this very commonly, so I'll kind of give the insights to what we do. So I don't take any photos at the specific to ortho at the hygiene visit. We'll take intraoral photos just of individual teeth, but the scan is worth so much more because mm-hmm. being able to show them in 3D. But right. I think that a common mistake of people who are scanning in hygiene is that they're using the outcome simulator. We yeah, actually into the weeds. They're like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting into, again, the patients are looking at this simulation. So for those who don't know, the outcome simulator is a 3d representation of what the teeth could look like if they were to be moved into the proper position. But the problem with it is the technology isn't always great. And sometimes it comes out looking really funky and yeah. it might take you five minutes to clean it up and move the teeth into the proper position. Yeah. And then like, you know, and they're judging you like your confidence like on how well you can move them digitally. And you might be fantastic and really know your stuff, but you can't do it in that instant or you didn't anticipate that missing tooth was going to cause chaos. You don't have time to to really do it without while your hygienist is tapping her foot going, come on, I'm already 20 (laughs) minutes late. And here you are dinking around with a molar to try and get it to create a space again. Exactly. Exactly. 
I, I, are you the same? We, we use the occlusogram and really just show them the malocclusion. Do you do the same? Yeah, I love the occlusogram because people really get that. They get that like red is like a tornado's coming. There's you know <laughs> trauma and chaos, and they're just familiar with that. So if you just be like, oh, this concerns me. And again, you don't need to get into the bite and wow them with your dental or ortho knowledge that you all just learned from a clearly aligned <laughs> in-person live event or something. <laughs> Um, it's too much for them, but you can just say, oh, this concerns me. You know, you're really banging into your teeth. I, I'm going to have this, you know, scan properly assessed. I can send you some of these images and, you know, we take this scan and we're looking at it, not just, you know, for the occlusion, but like there's recession, there's so much data that you can get from that scan, which is amazing. So I think it's fantastic to at least take the time to do that scan, a new patient exam, irregardless of age, even six-year-olds, it's amazing uh, just to have it in case someone knocks their tooth out. You have a perfect mm. replica of what that tooth looked like. Like it's it's irreplaceable to scan and then follow up, whether it's once a year, even if they say no, even if they're not interested in ortho and you've gone down and you've educated them, um, it's nice to have because eventually some people, it takes them a couple of years yeah. to get on. You yeah. know how we refer to it is growing our growing our garden of malocclusion. <laughs> oh, I can't oh. claim that. I think that might be from like Jonathan Nicosesis. I heard oh, that I love from Mass Machiri. But we talk about that all the time. If someone chooses not to move ahead, it's okay. The, yeah. the garden of malocclusion is still growing. The goal yeah. again is not, we don't sell. And yeah, at no. our practice, we're doing like 400 cases a year. Yeah. I would never say that I'm selling somebody on clear liner treatment. What yeah. I'm just doing yeah. is educating them towards malocclusion. Mm -hmm. explaining how we would like to have their teeth into a better position mm -hmm. and the methods of which we do that. And I'll even have a braces model around all the time to show them the different options would be traditional brackets and wires or something like clear liners. Right. And I think that because they're not being sold something, they're not being sold Invisalign. They're being yeah. educated about their malocclusion. If someone's 60 and they say like, maybe they're not 60, maybe they're even 30, but they mm -hmm. say, look, the reality is I'm happy with my teeth. I don't have any issues or problems or pain that I know of. I see that there's chipping and damage and gum issues, but I'm not worried about it. If anything ever happens, I'm getting my teeth taken out and getting dentures. That's what my dad and my grandpa had. <laughs> then to me, it's like, you know what? You're an educated adult. You just yes. made your decision. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. as long as you've been educated, that's, that's my job. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, I mean, it, it is our job to, to educate everyone, not be pushy. I, I hate sales. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever. I shouldn't probably say that because I'm kind of, <laughs> yeah. my current job is a little bit salesy. Um, but I, to but I Kelly's do employers, please, please put earmuffs yeah. on right now. <laughs> but I, I do come from it. Honestly, uh, honestly, like I, I, I'm here to educate. Um, I'm here to help the practice and the patients. I like, I'm always for the end user first. And so it, I kind of flip it over. And so the, the sales just come naturally, the, the numbers come naturally. Um, and I think it's because that hygiene appointment, your patients um, like you and they respect you and they trust your opinion. So when I say this concerns me, um, I don't say that every visit, I, you know, it really does concern me. And um, yeah. also I, I think you don't want to take ownership for like, oh, this patient is 65. So, you know what, go on a cruise instead with the money. Like, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't take that on um, it, the function of their teeth or the aesthetics mm -hmm. of their teeth may be a priority like this high in their life. Um, so, you, you know, it's not for you to decide or for you to know that they drive a beater and they, maybe they can't afford this. Well, mm -hmm. you have no idea. Maybe they love yeah. that car I, and they have a million dollars in the bank yeah. and they also love their teeth. 
I, like, I had a patient who was just in three days ago for a consult who was 70. And yeah. she signed up same day treatment because she recognizes that there's problems and I mean, really cares about fixing the, the situation. So my, yeah. my, some of my favorite, favorite clients in ortho were like, definitely over the age of 70, um, <laughs> one completely different. One was completely into function, wants her teeth for a lifetime and knows the importance of that for health reasons later on to be able to eat and function. And the other one was aesthetics and this, she's already taken care of her kids, the grandkids, whatever. Now it was her time. And it was so amazing. Their D-bond appointment, like tears, they were so <laughs> proud of them themselves so you know yeah don't don't limit yourself educate everyone and um you know let it fall where it falls but yeah, yeah love yeah. the occlusogram um i do like the outcome simulator but to your point um i do tend to fool with that after in between um hygiene visits and if it's wow i will usually just send them with their permission um a little clip and just say hey i was fooling around with your case of course dr shulk hasn't taken a look at this but i just thought you might want to see it because i was so thrilled they know me i'm just super excitable yeah. and i've just planted another seed look well, at that for the next month you're you you're know? a dream employee kelly because <laughs> just the foresight like taking the energy and effort as a hygienist to go in and kind of work on their outcome simulator and make the teeth pretty and then like you said, either sending them like a video clip of it. Do you mm. record that like with your phone or? Yeah. Um, well, now I do it on my actual like uh, desktop. Yeah. I would do it on my yeah. desktop on Screencastify. It's yeah, like yeah. free easier screen record. Um, but I have done it on my phone um, when I've had to because I can text them or I just yeah. drop it to them. Um, and that's really easy too. And yeah. again, um, I usually just get their permission ahead of time to do that. Just if it's not HIPAA or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, you and know. what's interesting is you can... Um, go ahead and just send them their actual 3d simulation through, um, share, the, share the club yes. plan with them. Um, yeah. now, so I'll, I'll go through a little bit of how our, our consult would flow. Then we would go ahead and, and again, we're limiting this to a single, right? I don't want chaos in our office. I want consistency and calm. So once we've gone ahead and talked to the patient, my goal would be ideally if I'm talking to, um, let's say 10 patients, in the hygiene chair, my goal is not to have every one of them come in for a consult. It right. would be maybe that 50% of those patients choose to come in for a consult. Okay. Because again, let's say you talked, let's say you had 30 patients in your schedule and you talk to all 30 about ortho and you do 30 kind of chair side consults that day, then maybe one out of those 30 patients moves ahead. And again, this is the machine gun approach that you're kind of like mm. trying to hit every single one. But instead here, Maybe we don't even have as many ortho conversations with patients, but if we can have 50% of the patients move ahead with a consult, which at our office is no charge, it's free. Right. Then in the consult, my goal is that I want 50% of the patients that we do consults on to agree to doing treatment. Okay. And if we are not doing a good enough consult, then they're obviously going to, we're going to have a lower than 50% success rate, or if I'm charging too much money. We'll have a lower than 50% success rate. And right. so really my goal would be is if you broke down the statistics for every four patients who we talk to in the hygiene chair, I would ideally like to have one of those four move ahead with treatment. Okay. Assuming that I feel comfortable that I can handle and manage their case. Okay. And so this is the sniper rifle approach. And what we're doing is we're really making sure that the quality of the consult and the experience for them is really top notch. And Christian uh, Coachman is the one that came up with the philosophy of figure out how many cases you want to 
do, like what your ratio is, what you want to be successful with. And then um, you need to go ahead and either be better at what you do or have a cheaper price. Those are really the two options. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like having a cheaper price. <laughs> I'd rather be more profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is the interesting thing for us is that we charge about $7,800 is the average case cost in our office. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're in the low 8,000s and we still have success rates of 50% with all our consults. Mm-hmm. What, what I, I think is interesting about that is, um, I, I mean, so I'm in, I'm in Toronto or whatever. And so, you know, or, I'm in ortho specialty. And so, yeah, our prices are 6,500, 7,500. And that's an average across. I, I know what most yeah. people charge. And we all try to keep it very like, don't you dare go down. Or up. We're very, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're very on the same page with that as a profession. But um, I think when you, lower your price. And I do get it, especially if you're playing the game of trying to get to diamond plus and get a lower lab fee, but it doesn't really make sense to me um, at a certain point because you're doing so much work. You're trying to enlist everyone at lower and lower prices and give discounts and discounts. So your chairs are getting filled, your team's getting burnt out. And I, I don't even see where the profit is in that. I mean, eventually when you get to even platinum would be amazing for most offices, but even, so yeah, you've lowered your lab fee, but you've paid it at the beginning. You've basically yeah. given all your money away. So I I'm sure at a certain point, there's a tipping point. I know there is for a lot of practices. Um, but I just, I just think that's a really hard way to get there. So I agree. Like, I think being more highly educated, picking and choosing, be able to being able to do the majority of cases, not just these, you know, yeah. compromised kind of, bread and butter cases. Um, I I think that that's wise and and charging a good fee because you know, I mean, it takes time. You're not just planning it once you're planning it multiple times because, you know, we do need refinements and it's chair time. And um, I think you should, you know, pay yourself well. And, and if you've got the finances structured, which we're going to talk about properly, the patients really don't mind paying a little bit more. You don't see it, you know, yeah, what yeah. we sometimes think as doctors is that patients want they want cheap. But patients don't want cheap. What patients really want is value. And there's yeah. a big difference between being cheap and giving value. Because yeah. value um, extends just beyond the price. And I think Kelly really hit something there, which is offering financing terms that allow the patients to proceed with treatment that costs more. Yes. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a patient in last week. They uh, went for a consult with one of the orthodontists in our community. The orthodontist quoted a cheaper price than what we quoted. Because the consult that we did was so good, they signed up for same day start. So not Mm -hmm. only did they see an ortho, do the consult with them, then come in and see us. They went ahead with us, even though we were more expensive. And when we were talking to her about the consult, the reason why she kind of gave a lot of insights. And she said, when I went and did this exam with the orthodontist, the consult consisted of, there was a couple pictures taken. He talked to me for about three minutes. They were talking about Invisalign too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't a lot of explanation. There wasn't any educating. They didn't take that scan of my teeth and show me the chipping oh. and the wear and the process of what my teeth could look like to be straight. Right. And so... I just feel so much more comfortable knowing that you have all this ex- expertise because I can see how um, how more co- how much more comprehensive you are with how you approach things. And mm-hmm. even if I didn't move ahead, the amount that you kind of explained to me was so much more mm-hmm. than what I got. 
Yeah, I think I think the education and explaining and the visuals, I mean, we're very visual these days. And so, you know, use your tools. So many people make the mistake of taking the scan or taking the photos, but then not sharing them with the patient. It's the first time they've seen anything like that. It, it, it's lost on us because we've been doing it for 10 years now, scanning yeah. <laughs> and whatever. Um, but, you know, share that information and you know, you want to give them enough detail. Um, I would try to use a little bit of layman's terms. There's it's, oh, there's yeah. very easy ways to translate it because, I mean, we could talk all day. I would love to talk to a patient all day about <laughs> everything we know about and show off, but it, most of it's lost on them. And sometimes Pete, you're talking yourself out of um, a sale or, a, or a, you know, a start, let's call it, mm -hmm. um, because you've gone too into the weeds about IPR and what is stripping and what are you doing? Like, you're just woo too much. Yes. So you know, there's things that you need to mention because, you know, um, you know, they need to know that they're, they might have glue bumps, you know, they yes, will have totally. glue bumps, bumps to the, you know, and that we, it's common to have slenderizing between the teeth, whether you choose braces or Invisalign, mm -hmm. um, or aligners in general, um, you know, that's a common thing. Elastics may be a common thing and we haven't worked out your plan yet, but just know, you know, there's the things that are involved, but don't get too into, well, this might happen or that might happen you know, we scare them off a little. Yeah. It's kind of focusing on like the right things first of, of kind of setting up the conversation about the case and exactly. making sure that you don't get in your own way by over, I don't say over educating, but talking too much. Like sometimes patients are ready to move ahead yeah. and all we need to do is ask them, how do you feel about things? Or do you have yeah. any questions about your case so far? Yeah. Because we really don't talk about the money side for probably a good half an hour yeah. when we're actually in the consult. We want to talk about all the clinical aspects of why their teeth should be straightened, how we're going to straighten them. Then it's a conversation about money. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, once you get that out of the way and you kind of get, you, you can sense that they're understanding you and they're nodding and whatever. And, you know, is there any good reason that you, you know, if the, if we can fit this into your budget, is there any good reason that you yeah. don't see yourself starting today? And then they're just like, okay, yeah. And then you can, you know, transition into the finances and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so how much time are you booking for this like new patient consult? Sure. So good question. We book for a, like the clinical chair time, an hour. Okay. And what we do, because I know this is probably another question coming up, mm -hmm. but what we do is we used to do things very differently. We would book a shorter time frame, but we wouldn't take as many records. So in our office, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to make sure that we have the photos, the scan, any x-rays that are needed like a pen. And sometimes I'll get asked, well, what if they normally were going to like have a pen in their hygiene visit, but now you've seen them for ortho and you took the pen, are you charging for the pen? And my answer is no, we, we don't. If you saw them in hygiene first, then if the pen was indicated, take the pen at that time, right? Like that's mm. a different system. That means that if the patient was due, you probably should take it. But if the patient is coming in for ortho and that's something we need in order to evaluate the case and to move ahead, I would rather just have all the information ready so that when the patient says, I'm ready to start, you can go ahead and begin. You don't have to bring them back for a pan or for uh, an iTero scan or for their photos or anything else, because I find that in the end that uses way more chair time. Yeah. So the half an hour on the half uh, the first half of the consult is mostly the assistants taking photos, x-rays, scans if needed. And then the second half is kind of the time that it's available for me to talk to them. Okay. And then after that, then they're going to transition to seeing the treatment coordinator. And okay. usually okay. they're not going to end up going through that entire hour that we booked for the consult. 
Normally the assistants will be ready for me maybe at the 25 minute mark. If I'm not busy and I come in right away, maybe I'm talking for about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. And then the treatment coordinator will be in it there at like the 40, 40 minute mark to 45 minute mark. And then they'll so talk for 15 to 20 minutes. Sorry to jump in. So, yeah. so you have like, um, designated assistants or records tech, like that's what we call them in, in kind of ortho. Cause she only sure. does the records <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only, only does them very quickly. <laughs> um, but so, so, uh, they're invited to the back. Welcome to our yeah. practice. Yeah. We're going to start off by taking some records, blah, 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 blah. And then that those assistants or records tech will invite you in to see that data, blah, 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 blah. And then the treatment coordinator is like the financial component. She's like the closer. Yes. So okay, okay. the, the assistants that are kind of, I guess, like the records tech, quote unquote, those are just assistants. They don't have to have an ortho module or anything like that. It's just staff okay. that we've trained how to take photos okay. Now we use like a DSLR camera. Um, okay. but you could as a, a, a newer provider, I think that it's completely fine to use like an iPhone or something really easy that yeah. your records are clinically sufficient for what you need. You don't have to use the same setups that we do. Mm -hmm. But they take the photos, they take the records, they take all that. And then at the half hour mark, they could go ahead and move back to another chair and do something else. Right. Let's say like a night guard insert that doesn't require a lot of doctor's time. Like you could have them book just for the half hour and then they would leave and then the doctor comes in. In our case, we usually try to keep them with me for the actual consult so they can write the notes and everything. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just a regular assistant who's trained how to take the photos. I'll okay. give one pearl um, here in terms of how to get assistants to be better with taking the photos and taking the scans or, or hygienists as well, hmm. whoever's doing them. We struggled a lot with our staff not being able to take the records in the time frame we needed. Okay. And we tried and we tried and we tried just to say, look, you should only need five minutes for the scan. And then the staff would look at us wide eyed and say, I can't do it in that time. And I don't think this was ever a problem with <laughs> with you, Kelly, because you just have that above and beyond. Now. I'm very competitive. Yes. <laughs> I'm more like nodding at the girl beside me. Like, are you got it? We've got our thing. Yeah, We're like, exactly. No. <laughs> You've got such a can do attitude, but that isn't all of our staff. And so what we did is we set up an incentive when we were first starting. And so what we said to our staff is when you can take five scans in under five minutes, you let me know and we're going to give you a $200 bonus. And when you can take five series of photos perfectly in, again, under 10 minutes, let me know. I'll check the photos and we'll give you $200 bonus. But what we did is we're approaching things with more sugar than vinegar. And mm -hmm. so the assistants taking those records and, and let me tell you, it didn't take very long for them to say, I, I did my five scans in another five minutes yeah. that was done within like a week. So, okay, yeah. here's your 200 bucks. What it did though, is now when we were tight on time. If an assistant was ever to say, like we asked them, hey, can you go ahead and grab a refinement scan? Oh, Dr. Schalk, I don't have time. We only have five minutes till this appointment's over. Perfect. I know yeah. that you can scan in under five minutes because that's the incentive that you got. Absolutely. And so this is the expectation moving forward now. And so Absolutely. it's a really slick way of getting the staff to do it, kind of to get their skills up to what you need them to be. We did the same thing with our starts. Okay. Some of our... Um, uh, assistants who have their ortho module were coming from a straight wire background and they would take 90 to a uh, hundred minutes for their initial start. And we right. wanted to be at 60 minutes was our goal, which might even be considered long by some. And so with a 60 minute start, 
Well, we, we were using an hour and 40 minutes instead. And so we tried and tried and tried to say, we need to cut it down because this is, this is just inefficient. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the feedback we got was, we can't, I need this time. I need it. I need it. I need it. And so what we did is we said, okay, no problem. You can use whatever time that you need as an assistant, but whenever you're ready as an incentive for being efficient with your time, when you are comfortable doing a start in 60 minutes, you'll get a $200 bonus. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. was amazing that we spent weeks to months kind of encouraging our staff to be more efficient with their time. And then we did that. It was two days later that pretty much all the assistants came up and said, I've been thinking about it and practicing more. And I think I'm ready to do it in 60 minutes. Yeah. And, then it was and, like, and what's amazing is, is that once you do that in any area, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, hygiene's hygiene, because you need to have those scaling oh, units, totally, but yeah. you know, there's certain, there's certain procedures we can't shorten, but in ortho, <laughs> there's a lot that we can, and you really, you do think you can't do it or you're hesitant and, and whatnot. But as soon as you reach that benchmark, it's like the new normal. It's like, as soon as you get to one of your Invisalign tiers, yeah. it's like, you're not even watching the numbers anymore. It just flows because all yeah. the other systems supporting it happen. Um, and I remember like exactly like refinements for refinements in ortho, we would take off all the attachments and the scan and the new photos and, you know, the prescription, the whole, we would do it all. Like, obviously I would put the prescription in and we had a, it was a 40 minute appointment. And I remember, you know, where our consultant was rejigging our treatment, like our whole schedule was being rejigged and we had 60 minute slots, 40 minute slots and 20 minute slots. That was all you could choose from anything right. that you were going to do in our office had to be in one of those slots. And so they wanted me to get my refinement from 40 to 20. And I was, I mean, what are you going to say? Like, you yeah. have to say, okay. I mean, th those are my choices. Um, so I was like, well, I'm not physically capable of it today, but right. obviously I'll be aspiring. And then once you get there, I mean, some of the paperwork and things like that, you leave till after yeah, that's the totally. truth and yeah. prepared yeah. environment. I mean, yeah. it's amazing if you're expecting you to do systems. things in 60 minutes. Yeah. You set yeah. up your tray, you've, you, you prepared yourself. You've looked yeah. at your homework ahead of time. That's where the efficiency comes in. So I, I think heard that a, a quote from someone. I think this fits huh? perfectly for that. It doesn't get easier. You just get better. Yes. I think yes. that's exactly it. Someone was exactly. telling me that with being a parent, they're like, I'd like to say it gets easier, but it doesn't, but you're just going to get better. Yeah. And I realized yeah. that when I was like changing Claire's diaper the other day and she's like trying to crawl away and doing like a suplex I love flip, that. <laughs> and I'm like wiping her bum. And I was like, this is so hard. Like I couldn't do this in the beginning, but now this is so easy because I'm just way better at how I, I change her diaper. Yep. And you then, just basically you evolve, you adapt yeah. to standing up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> standing up, exactly. changing. You can't fight them laying down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is just a uh, different scale of that. So, <laughs> um, okay. So when so we, we've got the records taken and you've come in and you've kind of explained to the patient, um, and educated them. And so then when you're doing the dance and you're transferring it to the, to the TC, do you already have like preset finances? Like we've got our ABC package and you like, you know, have a code yeah. or a discrete word that you say, <laughs> so she knows or yeah. how does that work? I've, I've done it both ways. My preference is if, if you're someone who's growing your practice and you're kind of not sure of what your number should be, it's really hard to walk in and be like, mm, should I be 6,800 or 63 or 58? So my recommendation is to have a rubric where you have adult, easy, standard, and difficult. And then you have teen, easy, standard, and difficult. 
And you can then just go ahead and say to your treatment coordinator, I think that this is a standard adult. Okay. Within what I consider to be standard. Okay. And then that correlates to a price. So let's say standard adult is $6,300. Challenging okay. adult is $6,800 and easy adult is 5700 Okay. You can just walk in and, and you can say to your treatment coordinator then, like, so we'd go to the separate office. So let's take it back a step. Assistant's taken the photos, they've taken the scan. I have that information available. You could either go to myitero.com to actually see their intraoral scan before going into the room. Right, or right. if your assistants upload the photos into whatever charting software you use, same thing. I think it makes sense to see all this before you walk in the room. So yeah. you're not like, oh God, this is a mess. You yeah. know that it's a mess or you know that it's easy. And yeah. I also want for my assistant to kind of pop out at some point and tell me, hey, um, this patient is really nice. Their sister did Invisalign. They know all about it. They're keen to do it. They've been thinking about doing it for five years. Or yeah. this patient has never heard of Invisalign before. Um, he just got off a night shift. He's really cranky. He doesn't even know why he's here is right. what he says. And he says that his teeth are completely fine and that this is a waste of time. Okay. Those are very, very different things to go into the consult knowing. Yes. So I want to know that and I want to know the photos. So what I would do is I would go to the treatment coordinator before going into the room and just let them know or message them, text yeah. them, what, whatever method you're using, but communicate to them that this is a standard adult case. And theoretically, how long you're comfortable with the finances being put over or how long you think yeah. the case could take. Quick aside on that, I think as general dentists, we give ourselves way more credit than we deserve in terms of how quickly we think we can finish. Yeah, yeah. I find it crazy. You probably see the same thing too on our Facebook page. Sometimes Yeah, doctors... I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, like it's so easy for me on some other <laughs> Facebook pages, you know, GP in particular, uh, Facebook pages where I'm like, oh, I'm like the star answering all these questions. I could have a glass of wine and be kind of watching the show and answer them. And on yours, I'm like, holy crap, I better get my textbook. I'm like, what's going on here? And yeah. you know, some of them I'm like, Ooh, that's a hard case. Um, so yeah, you, I mean, you need to give yourself room. Um, definitely tell your patients, give your patients a window of yeah. whatever, 18 to 24 months. I mean, orthos, we totally give ourselves room. Oh, 12 yeah. to 24 months. We don't t explain give, why it's such yeah, a big gap. Give yourself like four to six months longer. If you think that like, it's realistically going to take like eight months, give yourself 12. Yeah. And yeah, I've never had a patient who's said, I'm not going ahead with you because you gave me a, a, a time length quote. They might've yeah. even gone to another practice. And I told them, look, I'd rather, um, under promise and over deliver. Yeah. I think that realistically you should be prepared for 18 to 24 months. Yeah. If you make sure that you explain to them that the cost of treatment is to take them from the very beginning to their teeth being perfectly straight at the end or whatever right. your goals are, as long as they do their job, then patients aren't upset when you finish early, in my opinion. Yeah. Of course, of but course. what you need to make sure they know is that the finances and the treatment are separate. Those are not correlated. They're paying yeah. for the cost of treatment. So if you finish early, you don't get a discount. Right. But if you finish right. a little bit late, you also don't get a discount. So we like this phrase. We offer payment plans as a courtesy to our patients. Right. Um, but the finances are not connected. No, exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, some people think, oh yeah, you finished early and you're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's cause we're so good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you, and, you did, and you did such an amazing job as a yeah. patient. Like this is, yeah. I like saying this to people. I have a number of patients who have been told this, so hopefully they never meet in a bar 
and find out that they're all amazing. But you're one of the best Invisalign patients of the entire year. You finished as one of my top three patients yeah. in terms of how quickly things move because of how good of a job you did. And then yeah. they'll normally be like, oh, well, you're the yeah. one who created the case and designed it all. Uh, and then I'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, thanks. So it's almost like rather than me taking credit being like, because I designed such a great clean check for you, yeah. I'll actually yeah. give them the credit. But then it's funny because they're always like, well, I just wore the trays. You're the one who set this up. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah it's a team effort. Yeah. And so, so, some pieces just go, and you know, some of them are hard to predict. Some of them just go magically smooth and they're finished early and it's fantastic because obviously it's more profitable if they finish quicker because your time, oh, and yeah, your totally. time and whatnot. Um, but you know, if they, if they go longer, um, you know, they're expecting, they're expecting that, that timeline. Yeah. So I think you know, That's Jeff, me. Jeff Skinner from the Air Institute, he told yeah. me something once that I was like, oh yeah, this is good. This is real good. He told me that he was quoting like four to six months for some of these like surgically assisted cases that were quite challenging. And he was showing the results and they're, they're amazing finishes. And he's like, here's the thing. I finished this case in eight months and I told them it was going to take six and okay. I'm a villain. Yeah. And he's like, if I quoted 12 months, I would have been a hero. Yeah, I was like, that is so insightful and so good because yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Like you're just giving yourself time that maybe you do finish 50% of your cases at that six months right on time. But if 25% are going long, well then it, one out of every four patients is annoyed and frustrated. So yeah. give yourself we, enough time we, frame that you're always the hero. Yeah. We, we always have like that range 12 to 18 months. And as a team, we are concentrating on the 12 as digital planners. We're concentrating on the 12. That's when we want to finish or sooner. Sooner mm -hmm. is always great. Um, but, and, and also when I'm writing on the trade cover for the orthodontist, like, Hey, we're at four out of like, whatever, 14 of 18 months, the 18 months is what I'm telling them, not the 24 months that yeah, I quote, yeah. <laughs> quoted. Um, so I'm, it's the pressure. I'm trying to keep the pressure on so that we're all like, Oh, wrap this up, yeah, wrap this up instead of, Cause you, you do get, um, I shouldn't say this, but it's, we're just all humans and it's a busy <laughs> practice. Like you get lazy. So it's a refinement. Okay. Well, here's a few things that we're going to fit fix in the next step instead of really concentrating and locking everything that needs to be done, whether it's fixed wires or not. Sometimes you're like, here's a little bend or just rechain because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we're busy instead of like, really like what yeah. really needs to be done or let's, where are we missing here? You know, we're not always a hundred percent game on. Yeah. Um, but when you have that, you know, little pressure, like, Hey, it's looking like we have three visits to go here to make yeah, our mark. Get it and, done. you know, it's good to just keep that, that pressure on the whole team. So, yeah. Although, you know, what's really interesting, Kelly, just yeah. like different perspectives. That's why I love having your background in the <laughs> ortho world, working with orthodontists. I would say that the general practice model is, is, is kind of the opposite. Like it's so funny how polarizing, like the one is so different from the others, because I feel like as GPs, like the GPs, I, talk to and work with are so like this needs to get done tomorrow because my time frame was so short and then yeah, i feel like maybe. on the flip side some orthodontists are taking so long because True. they quoted so much time and it's just so fun like i feel like that like we're kind of talking about here that sweet spot right between the two yeah of like clinically efficient um but then not dragging things out but not also trying to like you probably get this where people are like, Hey, how can I wrap up this case? And I told them like three months. And so I want to give them 12 trays and, yeah. and you're like, there's no way like, and, yeah. and they're like, they're already six months into treatment though. And I told them six months Yeah, and you're like, yeah. you kind of just screwed yourself from the start. 
yeah. you, you needed to give yourself more time because even me, like someone who's done hundreds and hundreds, thousands of cases now, I, like I couldn't have done this case in six months. <laughs> yeah, like the like the number four to six months has never ever been on a chart <laughs> yeah. I have ever seen. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we we would never do that to ourselves. And you know what? You just you just don't know the simplest simplest little case. You think no big deal. I'm gonna order that Express Ten. Oh, oh God love good you. Point. You'll be on three Express Tens. That'll be the most expensive Invisalign case <laughs> you've ever done. Yes, never for anybody listening right now and who's not paying attention. Here's my advice. Never order anything other than a comprehensive case is my yeah. opinion. I would yeah. rather if someone has minor movements, two things. One is the patients who often have just tiny little tweaks. I'm sure yeah. you see this too, Kelly. Yeah. They are the ones who are the most picky and yeah. you'll be finished. And you're in a position where you physically cannot make their teeth any straighter. And they're still pointing to something saying, I'm not happy with it. And you either then need to be the one to say like, well, your teeth are straight. I can't do anything more. And then they get mad and leave and give you a bad review. Or you yeah. put them into another refinement that doesn't really do anything. Yeah. But you thought that this was an easy case. So you're going to charge four grand or three grand and only get like an express 10. Yeah. So it's not that you couldn't theoretically get these cases done with fewer trays, but we try to always have the flexibility that we're doing something where we can have as many trays as we need mm -hmm. because those are the patients that are the most frustrating. And if they don't want to move ahead, the cases that you're doing for 4,000 or $3,000 as these express cases, they don't really make you money to be honest. No. So you may as well charge a little bit more, get the comprehensive case. Mm -hmm. And then the patient's just paying for it in their lab fee. If they choose that they don't want to move ahead because someone else down the street is willing to do their case for $2,800, you mm -hmm. know what? Great for them. Like these are not yeah. the fun cases. They're not profitable. And they're the patients that are often the most challenging and frustrating. No. And then, yeah. And if you're tempted to, to do, you know, or you need it to, for whatever reason, you need it to be less money and, you know, you're not going to do comprehensive find another provider or package where it's all a la carte. I don't know. I mean, there's so many aligner companies out of there. Obviously you'd need to know their software, their flow. So that's a, a bit of a learning curve there, but these are the simpler, let's say simpler mm -hmm. cases or finishing touches. Maybe they've gapped out of their warranty or something. Um, you know, find something like that for, for that kind of small little piece of your practice. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. Just don't do the express. Don't lock yourself into any number leave it open and flexible. Yeah. So whether that's comprehensive, that's what I've always done in the past, comprehensive, leave it open-ended. Um, or, you know, if you can get yourself into something flexible, some kind of like per aligner situation uh, that yeah. you understand. Where yes, you can, you, where you, you can get more and then you're just, yeah, exactly. You're, you're able to get yeah. more without having a huge increase in your lab cost. Exactly. Yeah. Now speaking, cause we were kind of doing finances. So like, yeah, maybe I got off track. Kind of, um, so, <laughs> leaving um, this um, financial uh, schedule open-ended. So to, uh, to, do, you, do you go beyond the length of their treatment ever? Like what if they were done and debonded? Yeah. So let's say they finished in nine months and you're sure. the superhero yes. um, and you quoted them, whether it's 12 months or they really couldn't even afford the 12 month finances. Do you let them sure. go eight months? Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, maybe I'll go and, and just explain what our treatment coordinators, what we encourage them to do with patients. And okay. then I'll talk about that part. So I'll try not to get too sidetracked as I'm known <laughs> to. Here's, here's how we do our, our flow of things. So 
our goal is to be not the cheapest, but we're going to make sure that we're collecting really well and our uh, non-collection rate is like 0.3%. So we, we collect really, really well. There's not a lot of times that we get screwed. But I want you just to think of a situation and anybody who's listening to this who's just heard me lecture is probably like, ah, this example again, Stephen. Mm -hmm. But it's such a good example. So imagine that in your practice right now, you were having uh, a family come in on Monday morning and you had enough volume to handle this where the family is 10 family members, mm -hmm. two adults and eight kids. And they're all cases within the scope of what you can handle. Mm -hmm. And the dad says to you or the mom, whoever, who's ever doing the financial conversation says, look, here's the thing. We will go ahead and if we need to pay the $3,000 down or $2,000 down for a lab cost, we'll go ahead and we'll do two of our 10 kids or family members, we'll go ahead and do treatment. But if you can give us better financing terms or give us a deal and give us a discount where we either get like, let's say out of the 10 cases, you give us one case for free or two cases for free, That's we will go do. ahead and we'll do all of us. Yeah. The question that I've asked docs all across Canada and in the States too, is how many would you do for free or what percentage discount would you give to get those 10? So I'll just ask, what do you think, Kelly? How many would you do? I would totally do two for free. Yeah. And I would say, what is the monthly amount that you can fit into your budget? Like, and still live and still <laughs> totally. feed your other eight children or whatever. And I don't care if it takes them seven years to pay off. That's bread and butter money coming oh, yeah. into our account. Done. Yeah. Assuming you knew that, yeah, you weren't going to get screwed. Yeah. So so yeah. here's the situation, right? You you like are, are exactly on par with almost every other doctor who's like, I would do two for free if mm -hmm. I got all 10. That's, and let's say you're charging seven grand. So seven times eight is what, 56,000. So you made $56,000 in one sign of a pen. Mm -hmm. Now imagine instead you had an Invisalign day. So it's a Saturday now. You open the clinic, you get 10 patients in, you give them their chocolate covered strawberries. Um, <laughs> they, they, there's a draw for a free electric toothbrush, all the things that we do for an Invisalign day. Okay, cool. Now, Let's say that you take an approach where all of these patients, they have the option of paying nothing down. Right. You'll go ahead and, and, and you know that all 10 of them will start their treatment right. if you don't have anything down. But let's say that someone wrote you a note and slipped it under your door on Friday night and said, hey, I know two of your patients are scoundrels. They're going to literally just disappear and they'll never pay you a cent. Mm -hmm. You know that you're only going to get paid on eight of those 10 cases, but assume the other eight were good for it. Right. It's the exact same situation yeah. as this family of 10. Yeah. And so I think it's crazy that we as dentists take so little risk. We're so concerned about getting paid our lab cost mm -hmm. when, and, and extending financing terms past when treatment ends, because we're so worried about getting screwed. It's like right. our, our number one thing that worries us instead of looking at the big picture and being like, well, you know what? It's the cost of doing business. It's advertising. And yeah. it's about growth. There's a reason why Visa and MasterCard are such massive, massive companies because they balance their risk. And they yeah. have uh, times where they have patients, patients, <laughs> customers who go bankrupt and they lose out on tons and tons of money that they paid for shoes and TVs and everything else. But mm -hmm. they do it because they know that they're going to have enough other people who are going to pay their bills. Right. Now, I'm not advocating, advocating that we need to charge interest on those other eight patients. You mm -hmm. certainly could if you wanted to, but extending payment terms over 36 months 
is something mm-hmm. we'll do on lots of cases. Yeah. The key that I would say is this to not getting screwed. Number one, actually I'll ask, do you, do you have any insights? Do you, do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> what? I know. I, I don't oh. know what you're going to say. I would just say, um, it's relationship. Um, it's a relationship. If, if they like your team, you're part of their family. Um, you know, usually if people are trying to skip out on the money, uh, there's probably yeah. a reason. So l- offer the courtesy, like, Hey, what yeah. can I do to help you? Yeah. If totally. you need to, like during COVID, we totally let people take oh, a yeah. break from paying us. We us didn't too. stop their treatment. I mean, we still saw them, yeah. but you know, people couldn't manage that's just being a human being. Totally. And so, you know, I, th- yeah, I think working with them. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, we don't charge interest. I mean, th- there have been situations where yeah. I've seen, um, it's like we're holding them hostage. We're just recoloring their brackets or, you know, <laughs> extending their aligners because we know that there's months to pay. And and that always seems odd to me. It doesn't, it's, it's yeah. wasting money. You don't realize that that chair time you're paying your hygienist, totally. you're, paying the chair, you're wasting people's time. Um, just, you know, they're not like we keep paying. It's like our gym membership. As long as yeah. it's a reasonable fee every month mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it, we're, it's not painful every time we see that withdrawal, we're going to keep paying it forever. Totally. We forget about it. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I agree 100%. I think it's the relationship, first of all. And then let me give, I mean, some very concrete strategies for doctors listening right now. This is the way that you make sure you don't get screwed. First and foremost, we do not accept cash payments on a monthly basis, checks, anything like that. We need the patients to have a pre-authorized deposit set up. So again, how the finances are separate from the treatment means that those patients who are starting treatment, they go ahead and they have a credit card that we put down and we have all the paperwork filled out so that every month on the 15th out comes their uh, payment from either their credit card or their bank account. Every single patient who wants a payment plan, that's what they get. And if those patients, first of all, finish treatment faster and they've been paying continuously, one thing that we do differently is that we put patients into what I call temporary retainers or active retainers. You'll hear it both ways. But essentially those are still Invisalign trays, but they have no attachments or elastics or bumps or buttons or wings or anything on them. They're just pretty much trays that are very, very, um, have very, very minor movements built in. So for example, imagine you ask the technician, hey, tech, can you please go ahead and move the 1.7 and the 4.7 by intruding them 0.1 millimeters per aligner and give me 10 aligners? Yeah. Those are pretty much passive trays. They don't actually move any teeth except for maybe two of them, a very, very small amount. So we don't give the patient their final retainers until they've gone ahead and finished paying for their case. And we make sure they understand how important those retainers are. Mm-hmm. And so if they finish early, that's okay we'll go ahead and have them at our clinic where they're temporary retainers. They wear them six months full-time. We tell okay. them in the consult, it's not this big, scary thing of like, again, as dentists, we get so worried about like, my patients are going to get so, like they're not going to move ahead with treatment if they have to wear retainers for six months full-time. They, they will. I have 400 cases right now that start in the last year who all are told six months of retainers full-time when you're done with your Invisalign. It's just okay. the rules. Okay. And so they though they get their temporary retainers which is just the invisalign trays okay and so they get those trays they change them out every two weeks okay. so we order if we're going to wait let's say they had six months of payments left 
we would go ahead and we would order, um, well, 13 trays times two weeks per tray is 26. So 26 weeks is half a year. So 13 trays gets you half a year. Okay. So if they only have six months of treatment left uh, of payments, then we'll go ahead and order maybe like 15 aligners so that we know that we have 13, we'll get them to six months and then there's two extras. Okay. And so they get those trays and then we see them back once in six months. We haven't kind of held them hostage or we're seeing them still every month or two months. Right. Instead, they keep making their payments. And then when they come back, we look at it and it's like, oh, cool. They finished paying. Now it's time for your final re retainers, your Viveras, okay. or your Essex, or your Lingua Wire. We won't get into that right now because that's a huge topic of which to yeah. use um, another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we don't hold them hostage, but we also we don't let them go completely free either where it's like here, cause we do have one case that wasn't treated by me, but a different practitioner, um, in, in our clinic and they got their Viveras and they got them like with $3,000 still to pay. They were only halfway through their payments and they, they are horrible. <laughs> they, they don't want to come in to, or they don't want to finish paying. There's no incentive for them to come in, but because we still don't give them those final retainers, Right. And we hype them up. We tell them like, oh, these retainers are worth like $1,000. So if yeah. they owe $2,000 and they know that, oh, we're holding something of value worth a thousand they're and they know how important they are to keep their teeth straight, they're not mm -hmm. going to screw you. Okay. Um, yeah. So those are my first strategies. But there's another situation that comes up is what about the patients who don't, um, the patients who uh, like have an NSF, they, they, have a payment that doesn't go through. Like Kelly said, first it's relationships. So we'll call them and try to contact them and talk to them about how they are behind on their payments and we need to get things back on track. If they don't and they ghost us and they don't answer our calls for a couple months, at the end of that batch of aligners, usually they end up coming in saying, hey, I need my next set of aligners now. What yeah. we do is we go ahead and we don't give them the option to be on a PAD anymore. They don't get to make their automatic payments because they're untrustworthy and it's bounced on us before. So what we'll do is if we can have the patient come in before they reach the end of their trays, they haven't completely ghosted us, but they're saying, um, I can't make my payments. This just isn't something I can do right now. First of all, we'll try to restructure and keep them on their PAD if they haven't been bouncing too much. But if they are bouncing a lot, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and say, no problem. What we're going to do now is we are going to start to correlate the trays with the payments. Right. And so if you can go ahead and make your monthly payment, and again, we'll work with them to decrease it if needed. Every month you come in, you make the payment and we'll give you the trays, mm -hmm. but we don't set up an appointment for that. They just come right. in at the front desk. Right. And if they say, well, we can't do the monthly payment, it's too much. The second option they have is they can go ahead and pay $100 to receive one upper and one lower. Okay. Most patients do the math and they realize, wait a minute, for $225, I can get four trays or for a hundred dollars, I get one tray mm -hmm. and I can come in anytime that I'm ready to pay a hundred dollars and get the next tray. Mm -hmm. Almost always the patients will pay off the entire month. Okay. And again, this isn't just for people who have struggled to make payments and contacted us and told us in a responsible way that they need to be put on a new payment terms. These are for the people who stopped paying us that we kept pulling from their bank account and it's bouncing and it's bouncing and they're not contacting us or getting a hold of us and replying to our messages. There's a big, big difference between those types of patients. Yeah. 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 
And so yeah. essentially what we do then is we just get paid out the rest of the treatment. Let's say $3,000 is owed. Well, it's going to take, let's say we're getting 250 bucks a month. So it's going to take 12 times of the patient coming in for 12 months in a row, getting trays right. and making those payments before they're paid off. But those patients, that's kind of what's best for them. And they usually will do that. Okay. Um, and these are the types of patients before <laughs> just one at our clinic who, for example, someone said they, they were ghosting us. They weren't replying. They were bouncing their payments. But then they were on Facebook Marketplace looking to buy a mini pig yeah. for like yeah. 800 bucks the next week that we saw on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. So it's just understanding, don't penalize all of your excellent good patients, which mm -hmm. is 95% of them, Yeah. and make them all pay huge down payments for the one out of 20 who is going to try and screw you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we, we, um, we've, we've found in like across a few offices that I've worked at over many, many years, it's, it's like, it's one in hundreds. Like it, it very rarely happens. Like we could probably all mention two or three names out of our 10 years, um, that you you've got, you know, screwed, but it, it wasn't that bad because overall no. we're doing so well that you don't hold on to it. It's unfortunate. And we give all of our trays. I think you same. do as well. Oh, right. Yeah. So, and again, for the same reason, people are so worried, like you're dishing them out, like <laughs> disappear, but um, studies show that they want doctor directed care. They really can only go to a certain point without you. And they're going to be stuck with bumps on their teeth and nothing's going to last. And so educated patients get this and it's our job to yes. educate them, of course. Um, but so, but for the most part, you don't have to, to worry too much about it. So mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to be so much more successful if you do that low down payment, no down payment and, and stretch it out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you know, you can see every, every patient's different. Some people are like, no, I want to put it all on my credit card. Cause I have awesome points or whatever. We do yeah. a lot of credit cards. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So, it's yeah. So transitioning this back, I know <laughs> my long answer to your question, but so with that being said, so that's why, first of all, we're not crazy for what I'm going to say next, but this is how we approach our financial aspect. So the new patient exam or the, the consult has finished. Now the treatment coordinator has the patient and they say, so Kelly, you just saw Dr. Schalk. How did the consult go? Is there anything that, uh, how did you feel about it? Mm -hmm. And you say, well, great. I really like to get my teeth straight. I think everything makes a lot of sense. I'm on board for the treatment. Um, of course, it's going to come down to the finances. Yeah. Then our treatment coordinator would say, awesome. Well, my job here is to help come up with uh, a structured payments that will help make this a, a reality for you. Mm -hmm. I like them to say things like Dr. Schultz gives me a lot of flexibilities to make sure that things can, can work within your budget. Perfect. So now what we try to do, and this I have to give cre credit to Chris Cito. Um, okay. I think it's brilliant. And it just really, really allows so many more patients to move ahead with their treatment. So what he says is get out of your own way. Yeah. And what he means by that is some patients want to pay in full and they really don't care about payment uh, financing terms. For example, when I was in the optometrist, maybe like a month ago now, I was getting a year's worth of contacts, their dailies. They're fairly expensive. They're trying to talk to me about like, oh, we can go ahead and send off for a predetermination to your insurance if you have it, or we could set you up on monthly payments. And they spend all this time talking about financing. I'm the type of person who I'm like, here's my credit card, take my money. I, I, I don't have a lot of time. I have patients that are going to be yeah. in the chair in 15 <laughs> minutes. Let me go. But instead yeah. for five minutes, they're talking about payment terms and different things. If someone just asked me the question, do you need what, financing? What do you prefer? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so um, what we do then is, so our treatment coordinators would say something along the lines of, 
Um, so great, your consult was awesome, cool. I'm here to help facilitate things. Dr. Schalk gives me a lot of flexibility. Some of our patients prefer paying in full and receiving a, a discount. Yeah. Uh, other patients prefer making monthly payments. Do you have uh, an option that you would prefer? And you'll get one of two answers. One is, well, I don't like debt. I like mm -hmm. paying off everything in full. And so I'd prefer just to go ahead and, and pay it all off. Perfect. You don't even present the other half of it. You just saved yourself no. 20 minutes of payment yeah. terms. The other option is patients say, no, I just put my two kids in hockey or soccer or baseball, whatever. I, I don't have the funds available probably to pay things off. So we'd probably want to do monthly payments. Mm -hmm. No matter what, the answer for all of these is always awesome. Mm -hmm. So awesome. No problem. Let's go ahead and uh, get you set up or, or awesome. That's great. I should say, let's go mm -hmm. ahead and, and get you set up for paying in full. So the, the cost is this, this is what the discount would be on the flip side. And those are the patients that usually have the money because they have yeah. an idea of what's involved. So they're not going to be shell shocked when you say 7,800 bucks. No, no. On the flip side though, if you go to those patients who aren't going to pay in full and you just said the cost is $7,800, you immediately put up this giant wall in front of you and everything else they hear is like Charlie Brown. Where yeah. it's like womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Instead, you flip that on its head. And so what you say is, um, so we just said, okay, yeah, no, I have two kids in hockey. I can't afford to do it all up uh, in, in full right now. Awesome. Lots of our patients choose that option. Is there mm -hmm. a, an amount that you would be able to put down today if you were to start treatment that you'd be comfortable with as mm -hmm. a down payment? Well, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I think I could put $3,000 down. Okay. Awesome. That's great. We can go definitely do that. Or 2000. Awesome. That's great. Or 1000. Awesome. Or maybe mm -hmm. it's, you know, I don't have my, we just had uh, my husband lost his job. I know this is important. I really would like to do it, but I, I don't have any money I can put down right now. Awesome. That's mm -hmm. no problem. Let's go ahead and um, talk about monthly payments then. So we could go ahead and then you need to have this within your parameters. Let's say a patient says like, um, the amount that they could do is zero down. And then you ask them, well, awesome. No problem. Do you have a, a monthly amount, a reasonable monthly amount that you think you could do? And they mm -hmm. say $12 a month. Well, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> work. But as long as they're within the parameters of what works for you and your clinic, what you decide, then don't stop them from moving ahead. So mm -hmm. I tell our treatment coordinators, I'm okay with things being over 36 months. Yeah. And so as long as we can get this paid off in 36 months, then go ahead and do it. And so okay. that might mean if they're putting $0 down, let me actually just do the math real quick. Let's yeah. say it's 7,800 at divided our office. And 36. so what's that come to? Divided by 36. So it's $216 per month. Oh, that's good. Most people are fine with anything that's $250 a month or less. With $1,000 yeah. down, they can make that work. Now you might say, okay, you know what, Steven, this all sounds great, but I'm not crazy like you. I want to at least have something down. Mm -hmm. If you take nothing else away from this uh, podcast, at least say, you know, something like, why don't we go ahead and do a thousand down? Because mm -hmm. most people can do a thousand. And as long as that monthly payment comes out to be less than 250, you're probably going to have success. But again, if you let the patient steer it, they'll find something. And if it works within your parameters of what you are okay with, Mm -hmm. Then you go ahead and you do it and you take on some of that risk. If, and knowing again, you have those strategies to help make sure that you don't get screwed, which you probably mm -hmm. won't. 
if it's outside your parameters where somebody says, oh, I can only do $99 a month and I can't put anything down, well, you might need to tell them. Unfortunately, that doesn't quite work within our structure. We'd have to do a minimum of $216 over 36 months. Do you mm -hmm. think that could be something that would be an option? And almost always, the patients will be able to do something along those lines as long as you have enough of a, um, a, a runway that you're giving them enough time because patients care way more about their monthly payments and their initial down payment than the overall yeah. price. Yeah, I, so agree. Then, I agree. Yeah, once you get to the end of this and the patient says, okay, zero down, $216 a month, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Or a thousand down, $203 a month. Okay, I can do that. Then you can now go ahead and tell them, okay, well, that means like the total of your treatment comes out to be $7,800. We're not charging you interest or fees or anything to put it over a longer period of time. Right. You could, if you were concerned about it, you could go ahead and do that as a doctor. We just don't want to get in our own way here and create more barriers. Mm -hmm. But I would way rather get paid $7,800 over three years mm -hmm. than get paid $4,500 over one year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you run into that too. Sometimes when you have parents with multiple children, it's just, they just, they just can't do it. They're, they yeah. want to have to provide it for all their children. So sometimes you break the rules because you already know, you already know that family, you already know they're good for it. They're totally. responsible. It doesn't make sense to delay this 14 year old girl until she's 16 when that payment ends in this one, like that's yeah. not anyone. So you, you know, you, you, then that becomes the $99, you know, payment with no, nothing down and you, you just give them a bigger timeline, but you already have that trust. So there, yeah. you know, you can be a bit, be a bit flexible there. Yeah. I, I love what you said there. We, we just had one two weeks ago. The parent says, you know what, we're going to do one at a time on these kids. One's like 14, the other's 12. They both need treatment right now. 12 year old yeah. is worse. So they're going to wait on oh. the 14 year old exactly the same. Oh. And so what we just said to them is, this is pretty easy. So normally you would go ahead and you'd make your payments over 24 months while this, like in a traditional setting, while the first kid is in treatment. But I don't want you to have to have the second kid not doing treatment and things getting worse and not being able to fix some of the growth problems. Why don't we go ahead and put your treatment with both kids over 48 months? Mm -hmm. Now they're both going to be done at 24 months. So you'll only have paid off one of those cases, but we want to help create a system for you to be able to like get both of these kids treated. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we do in our office is we give a discount for second kids if they're starting at the yeah. exact same time, because you bring them both in for their starts on the same yeah. day. You see them for their checks on the same day. You can mm -hmm. use the same chair. You don't need to wipe it down. Like, I mean, okay, if anybody's yeah. listening. Well, like, so. Yeah, like you piggyback. So the texts are <laughs> yeah. like, you know, obviously they're scanning and photos, yeah. but you're having conversation, you, pop you just in, give it. Like pop, pop up the new iTero. Yeah. yeah, use one chair, give it a quick wipe, I guess I should technically say between them. But in reality, you're way more efficient with your time. And so we yeah. tell parents that if you sign up for both kids at the exact same time, yeah, we'll go ahead and give you a 20% discount on the lower yeah. priced case. Yeah. And the number of second and third and fourth kids in treatment like I have a family right now who has six kids, four of them are in treatment and the mom is in treatment. Yeah, and exactly. it's, it's something that it's because we give them discounts and we're flexible with their payment terms to put it over four to five years. And I'm sure we'll see the last three kids when it's time for them mm -hmm. because patients aren't looking there saying, how can I screw this doctor by trying to get these trays for free? Like they're there because they genuinely want to fix their teeth. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, so they're just, they're just not looking for an opportunity to try to take advantage of the system and, and game the system. They, they want you for your expertise and your knowledge. Exactly. So we just I think with family day coming up, I think we should have like a family <laughs> week open house and there's like a oh, family, that's a good right? Idea. Because we're very efficient. Six people, four people. I mean, we could do their treatment plans <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> with our eyes closed. So we'll just be like, whatever, here's the family package. It's whatever, $60,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring your people. Yeah. We'll and we'll put it, all. we'll put it over a time frame that works for you. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, very totally. Good, very good. Um, so let's say it all successful and they're like, you know, they've signed up for whatever monthly fees. What do you send your, what do you send them home with? If anything, like do you have a portfolio and do you give them like a printed out copy of their pan or like, do you send them something yeah. digital or do you print out like what's included in your treatment? Um, I know we do that in ortho. It's like, we stretch everything right. like, you know, electric toothbrush so that we yeah, itemize yeah. everything in case you go to the next office. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, they're not the giving us the toothpaste. Yeah. So they're or, um, aesthetic recontouring of teeth at end of treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that sounds nice. Um, diamond uh, massage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we actually don't really do that. That's a good idea. We should be more comprehensive. We just tell them that um, their orthodontic treatment's covering everything. It includes us taking them from the very beginning of treatment to the very end with their teeth straight. It does not cover things like extractions, fillings, cleanings. And we have that in our consent form when they actually go and sign up for treatment. Okay. That's when we kind of review those things. Okay. Um, because we don't want to kind of get in our own way by too early saying, like, we'll, we'll verbally tell them, like, this is just for the orthodontics. Yeah. But the fine print of it, we put at the signing appointment, like in the consent form. It covers okay. the orthodontic treatment and the retainers. Um, and again, retainers should probably be our next topic because there's so much to be said about them. Yeah. And I know yeah. how I talk about the active retainers probably raises a lot of questions for people. So um, yeah, we'll come to that. But we send them home with their photos. We want to give them something physical and paper because we want it to sit on their coffee table. Yeah. We want their husband or the dad or whoever it's going to be to look and see what we gave them. And mm -hmm. so the photos then printed off, uh, I think are really nice. We used to send them a copy of their outcome simulation. So if we designed it, we would just go ahead and send them a copy so they could see the outcome simulation. Um, I think that's a really nice thing to do. If you don't have photos, send them mm -hmm. that. I know some people will actually have like a business card that has a built-in USB stick and that will allow you to put the photos on a USB they give oh, them. Wow. My problem with that is it's not tangible. It's not physically in your hands that yeah. you look at. Yeah. That's sitting there kind of getting in the way. Instead, a USB kind of just gets thrown into a junk drawer and then yeah. you never really look at it again. Yeah. Um, it's great if, um, I mean, if you have the like iTero, um, we, we have our iTero in our TC room because our, um, our TCs um, have to take the scans and oftentimes have to take the photos. We're like, <laughs> get rid of the records tech. You know, sometimes they just attrition yeah, yeah. and you're like, it's on you now. You yeah. fit it all in the same amount of time, but totally. get it done. Um, but, uh, you know, if you can get the patient while we're waiting for like Dr. Shelf to come into the room. Um, here, take it, take a photo, take a little video of this, whether it's a simulation or it's really, it's just the scan, but you're showing them that composite photo of like the occlusal view and the yeah. side view. 
um, that type of thing. It's it's magical. So they can do it on their own device, and then there's no like they've taken yeah, that's it true too. HIPAA, yeah. and you know it's always there. And they show people. They show their yeah. best friend. They show their you know all these kinds yep. of things. So yep. And the thing that's, that's nice about that, you could zoom right in. Like let's say they have lower incisor crowding, you zoom in to like right where it's all crowded and chipped, and then say to them like, here, if you want, this is a good spot to take a picture. Yeah. To show anybody kind of where the issues are and the problems are. And yeah. and yeah, the outcome simulator, same thing. Just zoom right in on both of those. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, we send them home then with the financials. Okay. So they'll have uh, a printout of this is like, and this is what was come up kind of together with the treatment coordinator. So through clearly aligned courses, what we'll give um, course participants is actually like an ortho calculator. So you can okay. go ahead and plop the numbers in and it spits out. Okay, if it's going to be a monthly pay, or a down payment of X, then, and it's going to be over this long, this is what the monthly payment will be. Okay. And then that way they kind of have a sheet of paper and they'll go ahead and fill that in by hand to show like, okay, this is the either option one and option two, or uh, this is the option that you are most interested to move ahead with. And then they'll go home with that. They'll go home with their photos. And then we have just like a nice folder that we created with our logo on it. Um, okay. from Vistaprint for maybe like a dollar per folder or something like that. So it just has a nice, um, professional, professional yeah. feel to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're experts in this field. It's not like yeah. a little tear totally. off piece of exactly. paper. <laughs> yeah. Scribble on the back of a napkin. Here's your price. <laughs> and the key I think is really it's, you want them to go home and look at this and see it, but you need to follow up with them. Yeah. And so what you don't want to do is you don't want to just go ahead and like, not tell them that you're going to follow up and then you just start calling them a week later. I yeah. think the thing to do is to tell them like, I think that like this was really good for you to be able to like kind of chat about your orthodontics and the financials. I know it's a lot of information. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you be okay if I call you next week and we can talk a little bit more and see how you're feeling? Yeah, exactly. And, and especially if like, we always try to get both parents to come to a consult yeah. because as soon as you've, you've given me all that information, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It sounded good when you were saying it, but when I'm saying it to my husband, he's like, <laughs> totally. this is retarded. Yeah, um, exactly. So, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. So it, it's really great if you can get both parents there, but you know, we just can't, right. We all divide and conquer um, yeah. this parenting role. And so you, you want to have something. And so whether you take a few minutes as the TC to wrap that all up with a bowl, or maybe it's your assistant who understands both the ortho side and can present this little piece of paper, just a little clip. Hey, just to circle back, just so that you have something, yeah. you know, the same day, even just circle back. This is what we went over like in a nutshell, yes. just so that you can further explain that to uh, your partner, uh, you know, help, help them, <laughs> help yeah. them. Yeah, uh, you've, kind of, the end. you've gone through all of this work. Like you've, you, you did, let's say like whatever advertising brought the patient in if they're yeah. coming straight or you saw them in the new patient, the, the, the MPE or a recall, you got them to come in for their consult. You got them to take all the photos. You talk to the doctor, you talk to the treatment coordinator and literally all you need to do is just now you have a relationship with someone that you know as the, okay. and I'll just clarify here, the treatment coordinator can be a hybrid role of any administrator. It yes. doesn't have to specifically be like a, a TC. That's all they do. It can be someone who's also working at the front end. It's mm -hmm. just, they, there needs to be, I think someone who is their point of contact who presents the financials and that could be the doctor. Even like when I first started, I presented my own financials and mm -hmm. I would actually follow up with the patients because I didn't have anybody else and I was just yeah. starting. And so mm -hmm. I was, I wanted to grow somebody into that role. So we kind of were doing it together in the beginning 
But then we would follow up and have some, I would call them and say, Hey, it's Dr. Schalk. I just want to ask, do you have any questions yeah. about the treatment side or about the financial side? Yeah. It's not the most efficient long term, but if you're just starting, you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're, you're now just creating that conversation with the patients. And then mm-hmm. you can set something up like we do it this way, where if they don't move ahead within a month, that's okay. We'll follow up just with something at the three month or six month mark. And then again right. at the year mark just to check in and say, Hey, we're just checking in. Just wanted to see if you had any thoughts towards doing your orthodontic treatment. Yeah. And a lot of patients will come back at six months or a year or two years or three years because you're growing your garden of malocclusion. They yeah. just need and, time to get and, the finances. Yeah. And unless they're um, like a growing smile and they have different teeth, I mean, all you need is that new scan. They don't need a whole new consult. You're bringing them in for that exactly. five minute or less scan, yeah. um, possibly a pan if again, they're growing yeah, so they totally. have different teeth in their mouth. But for, for anyone who's, you know, over the age of whatever, 18 or something, uh, you, you just need that updated um, scan and scan and go. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, so that's easy. Very yeah, good. Exactly. I, I will say the one, I mean, the, the, the one thing that is um, frustrating when you're uh, like, I've been in all the different roles, but um, TC, you know, you call your doctor in. And so, you know, we've got the assistants and I mean, a lot of times our TCs are doing the, ed- the educational kind of dental we're prepping. We already kind of know what the orthodontist is going to say. We've seen the same thing over and over. Yeah. So we're like, we've already kind of been like, Oh, let me show you this Carrier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in case, because he's probably going to say that. Yeah. But so, you know, but what happens is when there's too much overlap, so it's an hour appointment, sometimes it's longer. Um, and, you know, we've done our part. We all have our isolated parts that we're all really good at. It. And then when you start to talk about finances and the T- that's the TC's territory or the, the doctor comes in and is just like re- going over everything that your <laughs> yeah. assistant or TC are going to do or have already done. And we're like, Ooh, wrap it up, wrap it up yeah. <laughs> like here. Um, so be, be very careful on your zones. Of course, if the patient asks you directly and wants to hear it from the doctor, do it. But um, yeah, be careful. Like Chris C2 said, get out of your own way. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Um, yeah. S- trust set up your- those roles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for a lot of doctors, like it depends where you are on the spectrum right now, yes. because if you're yeah. brand new and your staff don't know how to really do anything, they've never done ortho, you're going to have to take a lot more responsibility in terms yeah. of you need to preside, pro- provide the information and the, the knowledge to your staff till they're trained up. And then yeah. once they're now more educated and more trained, now you can go ahead and you can start delegating more and more and more. Mm-hmm. to to them to do more and, and you can kind of step back but once you've got them in those roles then trust them because now you can go ahead and your consult time can be much much shorter for what you're actually coming in for yeah great it's it's great to have that modeling whether you're recording i mean if obviously if you're going to courses um and someone's talking to you about it um you know you have you have that to model for your for your tcs whether it's the finance or it's the education part or even for the records tech to model how to do these things well um and you know kind of jump off from there but i love recording things like when i was learning how to present i hate finances i really really (laughs) i hate numbers period i'd give away everything for free (laughs) but uh i definitely need the slider tool i'm just i'd be like oh look at my calculations (laughs) yeah free how did that happen hey i got a hundred percent a hundred percent success rate dr (laughs) shock exactly but um but yeah i love recording things so when i was trying to learn from 
um, my favorite TCs, I'd be like, can I use my phone and just voice record you? I promise it's going no further than me. Like it's not going to be a HIPAA thing. Yeah. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to the information. I'm listening mm -hmm. how you kind of flow and dance with the patient, like talking about soccer and being friendly. And then somehow you magically get in, you know, the financial conversation. That's where the magic is, where you're just, you know, you're just mm -hmm. a human being and relating to another human being and trying to you know, get the education yeah. and the finances closed and in a, in an efficient way. So Absolutely. I think if you can record anything um, from top friends or, um, you know, obviously well, education like yeah. we're doing. And, and with the Clearly Aligned, we're going through right now and we're probably getting close to the time that we need to wrap it up here at about an hour and a half, but there's so much we can't cover. There's so much content through the foundational systems of Clearliner course, I really try to go through like every single step of the consult. And these are awesome courses for your staff to be able to look at mm -hmm. because it'll show like, how do you take the records? How do you present the financials? Yeah. These are all the forms that we're currently using in our office. So you can also just copy and use those same forms, the same consents, the same everything. Yeah. So it really is designed to try and walk them, walk you through as the doctor. If you've like, I've never done a consult before. There's right. a lot of information there and you don't need to do all of it, but no. if you can take kind of the key points, then doing a good consult is going to be so much more important now that the economy is doing worse. Now that yeah. more people are doing clear liner treatment, because the alternative is drop your price and yeah. you don't really want to be doing that. So just, if yeah. you can do a better consult, it's really, really, really worth the return of investment, both for mm -hmm. your time as well as finances, because do better consults. You'll make way, way, way more money. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say like for your team, like, like for these courses, obviously I'm a team member. I'm, I'm not the doctor. It's not my practice and you know, whatever. Um, but if, if you delegate and you educate your staff, like let them get, give them access, buy them access to some of these courses, mm -hmm. you might think, oh, that's, that's doctor material. Well, that's how I was created. I, I did all these courses, whether they were for doctors or teams, I did as much as I humanly mm -hmm. could. Um, and so I, I, we grow ourselves up alongside of our doctor and then you have someone who's really supporting you and I understand the processes and I can fill in the gaps. And if, if you're short on time, he can just be like, Kelly, can you, can, can you yeah. explain this? And, and, you know, I can, um, and again, if you were like, Hey Kelly, like our TC called in sick today, can you do this? Yes, I can. Maybe not as well as she can, um, but I can get through it. And I know package A, B, and C. I know, I know the code words yeah. and what yeah. those values are. And I mean, we, we tend to just have, yeah, super simple, like package A, B, and C. And it's already pre, like, this is what our down payment is. It's pretty low. So no one really box at that. And these are the monthly monthlies that go with it. So it's very streamlined. Um, you, you have package A, B, or C, and everyone agrees to one of them. That's just the honest yeah, truth. Keep it um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely don't be shy to um, delegate or pick some key team members. Um, ask ask people to step forward. Who wants to step forward and is interested in this and grow them with with you? And those are the team members that stay with you because you've yeah, empowered yeah. them and their jobs are so much more interesting. When, yeah, they're you know, excited. All the pieces. Yeah, I like I've treated practices <laughs> like they were my own practices. Oh, totally. <laughs> and, you know, we see um, that from our staff. They're so much more yeah. engaged when they have responsibilities and tasks, and they're learning more. Yeah. And also I think that, um, yeah, you're, you're spot on here that with the courses, uh, just for clarification, you have my blessing. Anybody who's taken the courses, you can show all of the, the staff members in your office, any of the videos, like you don't have to buy separate access or anything. So if you're taking the course, 
I like for the doctors to watch it first because sometimes they'll talk about some kind of more intimate details of the numbers of Invisalign. He'll be like, Stephen Shulk says you should give us $200 and tell me talking about Frappuccino Fridays. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I I think it's good if you kind of know like which lectures are the ones that are most beneficial for you. Because if I'm also talking about like our office did X million dollars of revenue and then your staff come in being like, you make how much? It's like, well, no, you don't understand all the uh, intricacies and the overhead and all those things. So I talk about all those things like our exact office numbers. But those are in different lectures from the ones that you could show your staff to really get them motivated if you're not wanting for your staff to necessarily know what the financial numbers might be on a dental clinic. Yeah. And, so. and I mean, unrelated, but like, you know, I think if the staff has a reason to be invested, I mean, I've had offices where everything was very like locked down. We didn't know how much things cost or, you know, I didn't know what the goal was. And then I've had offices that were very transparent. Um, I never felt like, I was losing or I get it. You know, you guys have worked hard. It's your money, whatever. Um, But I, I, there's a happy medium where the, the team is incentivized. And again, um, teams tend to rise up to that. So it can be as simple as a 50 extra dollars on your paycheck every week. If you hit this mark, or if you guys do a same day start, like, like literally, Hey, from TC room, we're starting right now. Like literally, I mean, that is easier to do with brackets, but it's definitely possible 3d printing and things these days. Um, but you know, teams are more likely to be fitting in that extra new patient exam, sliding in an extra scan, if there's a reason for them to do it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're just bought into the overall vision. And it, it might be like a long-term thing, like at the end of every year, we do something as a team that everyone loves to do, and this is gonna pay for that, or, you know, yeah, every paycheck, yeah. something instant, every Friday, I pay yeah. for you guys to do whatever, whatever. Yeah, totally. Day. <laughs> I totally. don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's lots of different things like, uh, lots of options for how you can approach things. And I'm probably not the best to talk to about some of those. I've kind of kept systems in place to try to get our staff more motivated on the clinical side of things. But there's, I mean, there's so many different great resources of of people who are doing different incentives and programs and and whatnot. But just know that you also don't necessarily need to have those in place to be successful too. No, Um, no. If you set up the systems properly and and you... um, encourage and motivate your staff and and really what people want is they want respect yeah they want the opportunity to learn and grow and if we provide them with those opportunities then you'll have staff that are really motivated so yeah that was me i just wanted the education and for someone to be like whoa you know your stuff yeah (laughs) to be appreciated respected and have opportunity so exactly exactly Awesome. Well, oh, so good spending time with you. And, yeah, uh, I wish we could go through more. I know there's so many more questions that we have, but we're kind of at the end of our time. But yeah, maybe so we'll have good. to do um, a session. One of our podcasts will have to be on something like insurance, maybe. Yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah. and how to kind of deal with all those things. So Awesome. Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, if anyone has any follow-up questions, you know where to find us on the Facebook page and we'll, uh, we can address those if there's anything um, that you want that we haven't addressed or you have follow-up uh, questions. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Nice to see you. Have a good afternoon. (laughs) You too. (laughs) Bye. Okay. Bye.